Good morning. It's good to be with you today on this uh, wonderful Thursday as we continue in our time in First Timothy together. My name is Andy Stoddard. I'm the lead pastor here at St. Matthew's, and I'm glad that you're choosing to continue to read First uh, Timothy with us. We're going to be finishing out Timothy, and then we're going to go to we're going to keep working through Paul's pastoral letters of Timothy, Titus, and Philemon. So we've still got a ways to go. I'm enjoying being back in the New Testament, reading uh, Paul's words here to his beloved son, Timothy. So today we're going to read uh, chapter 3, verses 8 through 13. Yesterday we talked about what was called the qualifications for bishops. We talked about what that looks like, what that meant, and then talked in terms of greater spiritual leadership. Today we're going to continue with that. We're going to look at what is called the qualification for deacons. So let's read, starting with verse 8. Deacons, likewise, must be serious, not double-tongued, not indulging in much wine, not greedy for money, they must hold fast to the mystery of the faith with a clear conscience, and let them be tested. Then if they prove themselves blameless, let them serve as deacons. Women must like, likewise must be serious, not slanderers, but temperate, faithful in all things. Let the deacons be married only once. Let them manage their children and their households well. For those who serve as deacons gain a good standing for themselves and great boldness in the faith that is Christ Jesus. Okay, so let's talk a bit about deacons here, and um, I want to talk about a, a biblical concept of deacons, and then we'll talk about what deacons look like in the modern church. And it really, my my understanding of deacons in the modern church will be, frankly, pretty limited to how I understand how deacons work in the Methodist, Baptist, and in the Presbyterian church. I think I know a little, little about, about the Catholic tradition, but I'm not sure. So um, deacons, we begin to see deacons in Acts chapter 7, I think it is. Um could be six when the first when the first deacons are selected. Basically, what happened is the early church began to grow and began to grow so quickly that some of the widows were not receiving their proper share of food. In, in those earliest days of the church, scripture tells us that the early church kept all their stuff in common and they took care of each other based out of that. And so your women who were widows, which were those who who um had lost their husbands and had no way to take care of themselves, uh, couldn't work in that culture. They were pretty much destitute. The church took care of them. And of course, in that context as well, uh, the widows also devoted themselves to prayer and study. So yes, they were not working because they weren't really able to, but they also just weren't sitting at home doing nothing either. But they were working and devoted to prayer, to study, to the word, to the church. Some of the widows, and what Scripture tells us is that was particularly the Gentile widows were not getting their fair share of food. So the people came to the apostles and said, listen, these widow, these women are not getting their proper share of food. So the apostles said, well, we can't take ourselves away from the greater task for us, which is teaching and preaching and organizing the church. So let's select from among you deacons who are people of, of respect to serve. So deacons historically are those that are called out from among the church whose mission is to serve. So you see two groups, if you will, of church leaders. You see what we talked of yesterday, the what what it's called bishops here, but word overseer is probably just as accurate. Uh, the the root word uh, uh, that goes back to elders, if you will. So one through seven is responsibilities for elders. I'm an elder. That's my ordained title as an elder. 
So you see the group for elders, and then you see a group for deacons and their responsibilities. So you see, if you will, two categories of those who are called into church leadership and official capacities, elders and deacons. And one's not better than the other. One's not holier or more called than the other. They're just two different types of calling to the church. So, I'll, I'll, and please, if you're Baptist, feel free to correct my explanation here because I could be getting this wrong. My father-in-law was a deacon in the Baptist church, so that's most of what I know I'll learn from him. Um, deacons are those who are selected to help lead the church and have to them a service type of role in the Baptist church. Same thing in the Presbyterian church. Deacons are those who are called to help lead the church in service. They do a lot of things like that. I have a couple of Germantown band parent friends of mine who are deacons in the Presbyterian church. In the United Methodist church, I think the Catholic church is like this too. I'm not sure about Episcopals. Deacons are a class of ordination. So these are clergy. So in the in my tradition, my United Methodist tradition, a deacon is not a lay person. In the Baptist or in the Presbyterian tradition, they would remain a lay person. They would be working in whatever job they're doing, and then they would help lead the church through service in their ways. In our tradition as United Methodist, I said I'm pretty sure in the Catholic Church as well, deacons are clergy persons who have a different calling. So my calling is to what's called word, sacrament, and order. So I preach, I serve communion, and I live my life via our book of discipline. Our deacon brothers and sisters have um, an ordination of word and service. They are called to preach. They're also called to help lead the church in service. That's the key thing to take away from the deacon. No matter in what context you find a deacon, uh, no matter what the, the, the denominational connections are for deacons, what you're going to see for deacons is that their primary duty or calling is to help the church serve from the very biblical foundations of deacons in the book of Acts to Paul's uh, words here, deacons' great calling is to help the church serve each other and serve the world. And that's, y'all, that's a holy thing. That's a holy thing to help the church serve. We need, we, we need to be called and constantly and daily reminded of our call and our mission to serve. Jesus Christ said, I did not come to be served, but to serve. Part of the great mission of the church is to serve. So we need those leaders in our life, those leaders in our church, who have the gift to help us to serve well, to serve well. So we see, once again, more qualifications for these deacons. Not double tongue, not indulging in, in too much wine, not greedy, hold fast to the mystery of the faith, uh, tested. I think it, I think it's important for all religious leaders to go through a testing time. I know before I was ordained, I had many years of rigorous testing. You know, um, be of good standing, and, and I think this, I, I think these are important things for us. So, no matter what. Your religious tradition does, whatever your denominational tradition does, whether it be, whether it has deacons as ordained clergy persons, like in, in my tradition, or whether deacons are lay people who are called out and are they're consecrated or ordained. I believe our Baptist brothers and sisters ordain their deacons, but it's a, it's a separate type of ordination that clergy receive. Um, so no matter what 
no matter what um, your denomination lays it out as, every church has, and frankly, y'all, every church needs someone to call the church over and over and over and over again to service. We need someone who keeps in the forefront of our mind the call that the church has to serve. Serve God, serve neighbor. That is that is part of what our call as Christians is, is to serve. Is to serve. So I would encourage you, if you're a deacon in your church, uh, to uh, to understand that responsibility to, to serve and to help lead your people into service. And if you're a church member, um, pray about how you can lead. Maybe you're called or not called to be a deacon. I don't, I don't know. That's a, call, that's a prayer between you and the Lord. I'm not trying to lay that on you. But I do think that all of us as Christians, no matter what our title is, no matter what our well, no matter what our place in the church is, no matter what any of these things are, all of us as Christians, we are called to serve. We're called to serve. Jesus showed us service in that he he washed the feet of his disciples. He served all around him. He healed, he served, he made whole, he made healthy. So for us as Christians today, that's one of our highest callings is to serve. So today, let's, uh, let's have good character. Let's... Uh, Let's focus our heart upon Jesus. Let's pray for our leaders, be they clergy leaders, preachers, whether they be lay leaders, deacons, or other persons. Let's pray for them. And then let's pray about where God's calling us to. Because God has not, has not excused any of us from the call to service, from the call to being faithful. That's a call that every Christian has. So where is God calling you to? Maybe it's to a, a, former, a former, role, former role like this. Maybe it's just to be faithful however it is. Let's pray about that. Today, we see a lot of great things about deacons, and um, we um, know that uh, we all have that call to serve. So, thanks for being with us today as we talked about deacons, and tomorrow we'll re read some really good words for Paul about the truth of our faith. So, thanks for being with us. Have a great rest of your day.